Hello and a warm welcome to Sunday Jazz. My name is Gina coming to you here from Surrey in the UK and this session is Ragtime Blues in which we will be showcasing <laughs> um, blues from who do we have now? From oh, Al Johnson, um, Sophie Tucker, these are all the people that we are going to be having this um, on this hour, this session, and Kevin McLeod, which we are going to start off now. So thank you very much for listening to me. And we are just going to be starting with Kevin McLeod and it's Gas Lamp Fun Works. Sarah, how are you? And thanks for joining me today, this Sunday. Very nice to have you here. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's by Kevin McLeod. And the next one coming up, it's going to be Brandywine Quickstep. Thank you. 
by the United States Old Army Rife. Um, the next one coming up, it's called 1909, and it's called the Spring Song. Now, as you very well know, spring's just around the corner, just three months, and we'll be in April. So this one that's coming up now, and who is this one by? This is by Victor Herbert's Orchestra. That was quite nice. That was 1909, a long time ago, wasn't it? Okay, you are listening to me, Gina, here in Surrey, and we are doing a session on Ragtime Blues, in which celebrating music from the 1900s, 1920, 1900s, 1920s as well. I'm getting my tongue twisted anyway. As I said, we've got music from Al Johnson and Sophie Tucker. Okay, the one that they have done is called International Rag. And this one is coming up right now. Okay. And is it coming up now? <laughs> Singers yeah. have learned to snap their fingers. Yeah, baby. The world goes round 
Thank you for joining us here on Sunday Jazz. You're most welcome. Okay, now, um, coming up next is called the Frog Leg. It's, it's Frog Leg, and this is 1906. That one's coming up right now, so it's called, oh, my goodness. That was by um, Scott James. The next one we have coming up now is called Ragtime Dance, and that's by Scott Joplin. Now, I'll just give you a bio, a bio, biography on Scott Joplin, Joplin. Now, he was an African-American composer and pianist, and he was born in Texas in 1868, 
and he died in 1917. Now, if Scott Joplin was alive, he would have been 105 years old. And that's not bad, you know. And he was called, he was dubbed the King of Ragtime. And this is by Scott Joplin. And this one that's coming up now is called Ragtime Dance.
Okay, um, Joseph, I had to wait till the music stops for me to answer you. Um, I'm here in Surrey in the UK and thank you very much for liking the rap time. And thank you for coming up and staying with me on Sunday Jazz. My name is Gina coming to you from Surrey in the UK. Thank you a great deal. Um, the next one that we have coming up right now is Sophie Tucker with I Am The Last Red Hot Mama. Okay, this is Sophie Tucker coming up for right now. And where is she? Okay. Thank you so much. Now, you are from Silver Springs, Maryland. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to me. Oh, that's very nice of you. Yes, Sophie Tucker. She is an American, isn't she? Um, Ragtime Blues um, with Al Johnson, which I, which I just played. And um, who else am I going to play? I'm going to play Sophie Tucker again. And this one is going to be Red Hot Mama as usual. Yeah, she's one of the few that I've been playing. Now, I've been doing Sunday Jazz now for one year. And I've been playing um, Sophie Tucker, Al Johnson, and all the other ragtime um, uh, musicians, artists. Um, so, this is Sunday Jazz 
usually it's in the thank you so much it's very nice of you it's very kind of you um right so it's one year that i've been doing this and um it's been quite fun it's been very nice and it's been great as well you know joseph you can call in if you want to um so that's not stopping you if you want to, you can you can call in and have a chat with me because how long am i going to stay for uh, let me see. Inviting you? Yes, we've sent you an invite. I've sent you an invite. Hello, Joseph. <laughs> How are well, good, good, good morning. I guess for you, it's good evening here oh. for me. Oh, it's very nice for you coming here. So, oh, so what time is it with you? It is uh, seven forty-three in the evening. Right. So, what time is it with me? It with me. It's quarter to one o'clock. Quarter to one. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the morning, so you said in the morning. So yeah, oh, you're up late. You're up late. I'm up late. I tend to do Sunday jazz in the, you know, at night in the morning. You know, this time, yeah, this is the time I like to do. And 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 you said you're from Surrey, and if I just quickly looked on the map, so that's outside of London. Is that correct? Yes, it is. S U R R E Y. Yes, sorry. London is just uh, ooh, just a, but five miles just down the road, so it's not that okay. it's not far from where I am. It's about okay, okay. Miles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been many years since I've been through London. It's probably been now, oh, I guess fifteen years. I my guess. Right. So, where did what part of London did you go to? You know, you've got many bars. So I. Yeah, I was usually traveling back from work, so I traveled through London. So I, uh, one of the first times I stayed near um, Speaker's Corner, uh, there was some dumpy hotel they put me in. <laughs> and then uh, uh, another time, oh, I was in a much nicer hotel. Oh, I can't even remember. Some very quiet street, very high-end hotel uh, they put me in. And then a third time, I think... I was also once again by near Hyde Park, I think. So a couple of times, been there three, three or four times. Once with my family, and a couple of times on my own, uh, due to work. Right, Speaker's Corner is in Hyde Park. Um, did you see the Karl mm -hmm. Marx um, statute? Hmm, I can't remember. It's been quite a while. I, I probably did. Yes, this is um, Karl Marx. You, you've heard of Karl Marx, haven't you? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Karl Marx. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Of course, the noted uh, communist. You know, yes, of course. Yes, yes. There's a statue. When you go to Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park, there's a statue okay. there. And people, you know, they rumble on. They do their talking as well. And he, he was a German, I believe, Karl Marx, and a Liberian. Yes. In the London, yes. I think it was in London Museum, London Library. I'm not so familiar where he was where he is so mm -hmm. you didn't like the hotel what hotel did you stay in oh i couldn't you know i couldn't tell you i'd have to go through some of my old notes to take a look and see it's been so many years mm -hmm. my first time was actually coming through uh london was in 1995 1995 was the first time i was in london i was coming back from a trip in africa 
And, uh, and so I was allowed to, to stay two days to kind of rest and relax and then head out. And so that was one of the places was near Speaker's Corner. It was really a touristy place, um, literally across the way from Speaker's Corner, real touristy type place they put me up in. Uh, didn't like it. Uh, all sorts of noises, all times of night and day and that sort of stuff. Um, but, uh, it was, it was nice. I, I, you know, I, Excuse me? Was it the company you worked for that put you up in the hotel or? Yes, yes, this, they, they did. Yes, they, they, they put me up. They said, oh, it's your first time. We'll put you up in, in this place. Um, and it, again, it was just a place to sleep. And I actually spent most of the time out walking all day long. I, I, I just walked and walked and walked uh, literally all day long for the two days I was here uh, in London. And then got on the plane and came home. The, the second time, um, I was in a much quieter place. I, I I wonder if it was somewhere near St. James. I can't remember. And third time was with my family. And I think I was one other time there. So, yeah, a couple of times I went through. Usually, the first time I was through was, um, it was before, I guess, in, it was in June. Was it the Queen's birthday or her coronation anniversary where they would do this huge parade? Down by uh, where the horse guards were and that that sort of stuff. Am I think? Am I getting it correct? Some, it was a big are, event in June. Uh, Buckingham Palace is the Queen's yeah. parade. Oh my goodness! I don't know. She had some. She has birthdays every year. So I don't know which. So which? When did you come again with your family? Can you remember? The first time I came was in in June. I think it was early June, and they were uh, practicing. I, I guess down um, near West, near Buckingham Palace, but there's a parade ground that the horse guards there per, uh, practicing and a couple of other units practicing for this uh, event. I think at the time she was still able to ride her horse at the time. This was 1995, I would say. Um, that was my very first time. Mm -hmm. What was your impression of London? I I liked it. It was a walking city, uh, and I really liked it. I wasn't really prepared for it. I mean, I didn't really like you know figure out where I was going to go see what I was going to go see where I was going to do because my focus was really on work, uh, and then coming through, I just figured I just walk around. I I enjoyed it because it was easy to walk around in. I, that's what I really liked. Um, I didn't feel. Um, uh, scared about crime or anything like that. That was a really nice thing. Um, um, in fact, near the hotel, I guess there was a small Tesco's. I guess that's the uh, supermarket. Mm -hmm, it is. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it the first time. Uh, when I went with my, the second time, again, I was alone, but I was kind of in a remote place. The third, the one or third times I came with my family. So we did all the touristy things. You know, we went to the tower and um, we went on the HMS uh, Belfast. I believe it's your it's a, the last of the World War Two uh, ships in the Thames. Um, we uh, let's see where else did we go. There was also a one day pass at the time. This was in the two thousands. One day pass. You, know, you can visit all these different places for one price. Um, and so that my my family and I hit all of these places. So we hit the Belfast. We hit the Tower. There was a place called the Ben Franklin House we went to. Uh, and there was this other kind of touristy underground thing, supposedly talking about 
London during the Roman times, I remember going. We hit like four or five things that day. We just exhausted ourselves, literally. Um, but it was, I, I enjoyed it. It was, a, as I said, it was a, a nice walking city. Uh, quite enjoyed it uh, walking around. So, yeah, yeah, it was quite nice. Did you visit um, the, London the London Dungeon and Madame Tussauds? No, not Madame Tussauds. I, we have them here in, in the U.S., so we didn't visit that. I might have visited the dungeon, I, but I can't remember. I don't think think so. We, we, I know definitely didn't visit Madame Tussauds because there, there are a whole bunch of them here in the U.S. I'm not sure how many are still around, but they were really popular in the 1980s, 1990s, and the 2000s here in the States. Mm -hmm. The other place that's very popular with tourists, I don't know, did you know a place called London Eye? Did, did, did you see that one, that, London Eye? That came after I had been there. That, that came afterwards. That's that big kind of Ferris wheel thingy. Yes. I, I might have been there when they just had opened it, um, but I know I didn't visit it. Uh, that I do know. Mm -hmm. did you, when you came back the next time with your family, did you manage to visit the London Eye or you didn't? No, 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 we did not. We did not. Oh. So apart from London, is there anywhere else in the UK that you ventured out to? Actually, unfortunately, no, because the company paid for it. So I um, kind of just, you know, stood in London. I figured there's probably lots for me to see in London. Uh, and then I would head back back home. They they normally used to give us some. Um, the way it worked is for when you did these long trips to our offices overseas, they give you technically a day over to rest and a day back to rest before you went back to the office. And so most of us combined the two days, the day over and the day back together on the way back. So that's what we would do. So I would stay for two days in London or two days in Paris or wherever, you know, we were traveling through. Where, when you went to Paris, what did you, where did you go there as well? Did you go to the Eiffel Tower or... So, yes, um, I was there um, twice for work, once for work. So I did the Eiffel Tower, did Versailles. I got there a little too late for to see the gardens, but we got to walk through the, the main area. Uh, so we did the Eiffel Tower, we did Champs-Élysées. Champs I think I went there twice. I think twice, twi no, one, definitely once. Um, rode the Metro, rode their version of the, I, no, I was there twice. I know I was there twice. Once I was on my own and once I was with my, my wife. Um, uh, so I was working mostly during the day, but I think on the weekend we did, we did, uh, was it, uh, uh, Church of uh, the Sacred Heart, Sacre Tour, I think it is. Uh, there was a church, we had a couple of churches. We did, um, the Eiffel Tower. We did Versailles, um, uh, Champs-Élysées. Uh, we walked around. There's that famous bookstore that's downtown, kind of kind of dumpy kind of place. Um, there's a dump. Uh, did that. Well, we visited, of course, Notre Dame. Of course, that was years ago before the fire. Um, yeah, so we, we did we did the kind of a number of the touristy things. We walked through the area that was mainly occupied by I guess Algerians and Moroccans in the North Africa part. Um, yeah, did, did, a, did a couple of things. I'm dying to ask you, 
Did you visit Disneyland, Paris? No, 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 no. No, it did not. Mm. Oh, dear. And, and have you been to the States? I've been to Florida many years ago. Many years okay. ago. Yeah. I and did you do the Disney thing? No, because I went there around one year old, so I couldn't remember. Ah. <laughs> That's a long time ago. When you went to Africa, which part of Africa did you go to? So I went to Western, I went to West Africa. I went to uh, Cote d'Ivoire. And then I went to one of uh, uh, your former colonies, Ghana. Oh, right. Okay. So did you go to the capital? Is it Accra? Yes. Yes, I went to Accra. I was working, we had an office in Accra. So I was working in the office for about three weeks. How did you find Ghana? I mean, it's quite different from where you're coming from. Yes, it was very, very different. It, um, um, it was my first trip overseas, my first and only trip really to, I guess, what might be called sub-Saharan Africa. Um, so yeah, it was very, very different. Um, you know, they put you up in, in good hotels so that, you know, for your safety. Um, but you know, the roads, a lot of the roads were dirt roads. Um, you know, it's just very different. Um, I mean, uh, I, uh, I, I, a couple of times I walked on the streets and everybody gave me a look because there weren't a lot of white people. There weren't there almost nobody walking the streets, white people walking the streets at the time. Most people just got in a car or something and went to where they were and then got out and went and did their business. So a couple of times I walked the streets. Um, then it was interesting. I, I would like to go back. Uh, I don't know if I, I mean, it's now been almost 30 years since I've been there. Um, so things have changed quite a bit, I can imagine. Um, right. So you said that was the first time that you had left Maryland and gone abroad? Uh, yeah, I, I don't consider Canada or Mexico going over the border of Mexico or going to Canada really going. Over. Actually, no, I, I should take that back. I'd been to Italy many, many years before uh, as a child, but... Um, I guess as an adult, that was really the first place overseas that I went. Right. So I've been to Italy, Rome. How did you find Rome? So when did you go to Rome? I went, I was in Rome in 1976. In 76. Okay. 76. So I, I was there in, okay. Um, so I was there in 20, let's see, I was there in 20, is it 14, my daughter was doing a study abroad. So we went to visit her. And then um, we, yeah, and then we spent another time later on. Uh, we went during Easter week um, into Rome. So it's, um, you know, it's like anything else. There's a lot, it's a, it's a walkable city. There's lots to see and do. I, we enjoyed walking around a lot. We we walked everywhere. We stayed at a uh, an Airbnb or uh, one of these apartments you can rent by the week. Uh, not really an Airbnb per se. Um, near the Vatican, and so we walked all over the place. We walked to the Vatican. We walked down to the. I think we took the train down to the Colosseum, but walked most of the way back. Uh, we did, you know, a lot of the touristy stuff. I mean, there's a lot of scam prices, are kind of expensive. It really helps if you 
as, as speaking the language as you travel. Um, but it was, uh, we enjoyed it. Um, we, uh, my, my family and I had a great time. Uh, we enjoyed it very much. Uh, the nice thing is we stayed in an apartment that had a kitchen so we could cook if we wanted. Uh, and that, you know, that's what we did a couple of times to keep costs down. So it was, it was nice. I enjoyed it. We're saying about your daughter. Does she live in Italy? Was she studying there? She was doing, she was studying. They do here, and I'm, I'm assuming in the UK, they do the same thing. Kind of, they call it a study abroad for a semester. And uh, she decided to do Rome. Okay. Can she speak Italian? Could she speak Italian? No, she learned a little bit, but not enough. It was not enough to, and you know, in, in, and I don't know if this was your experience, but in, in, when we went a couple of times, a lot of people spoke English or some English. Well, what I've found that everywhere that I've been to, everybody speaks English. You know, that's, it's very nice. It's, you know, it's easy to communicate with people. Well, you know, I'm quite surprised. You you go to countries where I mean, I went to North Africa a couple of years okay. ago in the nineteen nineties, and what I found there, everybody spoke. There was five languages. They spoke English, French, Italian, and German. And these are the these are Arab people, and they they've mm -hmm. learnt Italian and German. I cannot speak Italian and German, but the Arabs in North Africa. Tunisia, Morocco, mm -hmm. they can speak it. And this is what mm -hmm. surprised mm -hmm. me. Well, I remember, I guess Morocco was what, a French colony at one time? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and uh, so was, uh, was Tunisia was also. Mm, yeah. What I found with Tunisia, they could speak German. There was a lot of German people there. And oh, interesting. Yes, this is what I was quite surprised. And uh, hmm. there was Germans and there was um, Italians and there were French. But I was just surprised that the local people, they could speak five languages. That is what surprised mm -hmm. me. They're North Africans. Hmm. I I'm here in Europe. I, I cannot speak five languages, but these people <laughs> in North Africa, they can. You know, it was quite... It, I was taken aback when I was in the hotel listening to them. They would be speaking to mm -hmm. me in English, then suddenly there would be a German tourist and they would be speaking to her in German. There would be an, an mm. Italian, they were speaking to that person in Italian as well. So, you know, it was just, I was looking at them speaking from language to language and I was amazed and I asked them, how do you learn to speak all these different languages? And they said that they had French, you know, it's a colony, colony of mm -hmm. French people, um, German, German teachers, French teachers, Italian teachers, they were all, the, you know, they were all there during the times of its colonial past, and they integrated themselves into the society there, um, and they taught in the local schools, and that is what was very mm -hmm. interesting, mm -hmm. which I mm. found. And where else have you traveled to? Oh my goodness! You know that when you live in Europe, you travel everywhere. So you, where I have been, I've been to Belgium um, because this is a mobile radio station. We go to Belgium, France, um, 
trying to, where am I trying to go now? This year I'd like to go to, well, we travel all over the place. Um, Wales, Scotland, and we do a show in these places. Go around the city, um, you know, explain to the, the listeners um, what's, how the places are. Um, last year was very interesting. I visited, you know, the King of England? And yes. Yes, I visited his house. Um, so I became friend. It's incredible. I became friendly with the King of England. So I regularly visit his house. Um, on one of the episodes, you would hear me talking about Highgrove. What I saw mm -hmm. there, um, it was a very interesting place. Um, how he lived with his wife Camilla. Um, when I went there, there was there were photographs everywhere of um, Prince Charles. Oh my goodness! Oh, his two sons, Prince Harry and William, and the mm -hmm. wife. But there was no photograph of Princess Diana. So I said all hmm. this in the episode, you know, of me in Highgrove. And it's a very, absolutely massive house. Extraordinary. He's got um, bodyguards all over the place. Before you enter Highgrove, you've, you've got security guards. This is his private residence. So you've got security guards. When you enter, you, you're, you're searched, your bag is searched. Um, every single where, because I went with a group of people whenever I visit his house. We have bodyguards surrounding us every single way. When we go um, mm -hmm. everywhere, you go to mm -hmm. the, we went to his, um, you know, his just acres of land, just absolutely everywhere we went. His bodyguards, not bodyguards, security surround us. However, we were allowed to, um, the security guard did allow us to just go around the place um you know and just see we weren't actually allowed to enter what did i say um definitely oh what was it the house is segregated so one one part of his house is um what is it it's restaurant another part of his house he's got pardon Benny, what's he got he's got um he's got a shop so we were okay. allowed to visit the restaurant and the shop, but the, you know, the inner places like, you know, where you go in, inside this massive house, we weren't allowed to enter those quarters. So we visited the whole of it, the estate and just the restaurant and the shops. And that's where we mm -hmm. can do. So whenever mm -hmm. I go there, I just basically me and the group, we always just, we always followed wherever we go. We mm. just mingle, you know, we just basically just go around the, um, the place. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's lovely. This was the first time I got to visit the King of England's house. And I'm going again this year. So I've been, I've been invited to, um, go to, to just go to his house again, which is, it's just, it's incredible, incredible. It's a privilege to enter the king's house. I mean, I could not believe it. So uh, these are, you know, it's interesting. I 
talk about all these amazing places that I go to, I put it on the radio station. And if you do, you know, you can have a look at I, of my shows and, you know, just check it out because we go to so okay. many fascinating places that I try to um, tell the listeners. Sometimes, you know, people don't always come to the show, but you can, you know, go to the episodes. If you've missed the show, listen to it. And from Highgrove, I also visited Hampton Court Palace. So I visited... Okay. You've heard of Hampton Court Palace and Windsor Castle? Yes, Windsor Castle, definitely, yes. Yeah, that's where Meghan and Harry got married. So I visited Windsor Castle and Hampton Court Palace and just check, you know, just see how these wonderful places are. Thank you so much, um, mm -hmm. Joseph. And they talk about them, um, recreate them back to the listeners because I know very few people would be able to, you know, have the time to visit all these fascinating places inside mm -hmm. the UK. So the next time, Joseph, if you ever come back to the UK, you know, try and visit these incredible palaces, Hampton Court Palace and um, Windsor and Edinburgh Castle. It's absolutely, um, it's fantastic. You know, this is what I'm trying to do with my shows take the mobile show, take it out to these places and just talk about them and do Sunday jazz as well. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm going to let you get back to your show. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been wonderful, wonderful chatting with you. I followed your show. You have? <laughs> I clicked on the little follow button. Uh -huh. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, I, the reason I, I, I come on Podbean quite often because I do have my own podcast. Mm -hmm. So I kind of try to check out what other people are doing. It's just kind of listen in and see. What's your podcast and, uh, called? Write it down and let me see. So, so mine is called Foolish Thoughts, and I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Mm -hmm. Foolish Thoughts by a fool for learning it's a uh um it's a podcast that talks they're short podcasts so they're under five minutes uh generally under five minutes every once in a while if i do an interview they're a little longer but the focus is more on on business on training and learning on consulting so i picked just a variety of topics um and to talk about um you know, I'll talk about um, business jargon. I'll talk about how to deal with a vendor. Um, I'll talk about um, how to design training programs, training and learning programs, uh, how to be a consultant, what's, you know, experiences I've had or experiences I've seen others have. Um, what happens if you get fired? What are some things you should kind of look, prepare for if you think you're going to get fired or be let go by your company because of a downturn. Mm. Um, a variety of different topics on, on training and learning and business. And I've been doing this now for about, oh, three and a half years now. Um, and I do, usually I do about two, two episodes a week. Again, they're short, they're under five minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and probably I produce about 50 or no, more than that, probably about 60 or 70 episodes a, a year, if not more. Mm -hmm. Right, OK. 
okay then. So, Joseph, you know, it's been very nice. Can you come again on my, can you come again on the show? Then let's have a show. Then you can, you know, you can talk about your show, introduce yourself, and I will, you know, put you on, on my show and um, promote you, you know, you know, just try and get you out there because you come onto my show. So we do cross promotion. It would be very nice to get you on the show. You don't mind doing that, do you? No, no, I don't. No, I don't. I, I would love to um, come back on and chat. We can even chat about American singers from the 40s or big band era, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have an email because so that I could email you when you would like to come on? Because Sure, sure. It's um, I, I'll put it in the chat yeah. for you. Thank you. That would be very nice. Right then, that would be. I'm doing it right now. Right then, so I'm just waiting for it. There you go. Yeah, and and so you get. Yeah, I'm. I usually answer fairly quickly, if not the the same day, definitely by the next day. If you write, um, yeah, and I'd love to be on your show. And as I said, we can talk about, you know, we can talk about singers from the '40s. My for for a period of time in my life, I love to listen to the big bands and some of the various singers. Um, my dad, of course, being a World War II vet, that's all he'd talk about and listen about. Is he still alive, your dad? No, no, he passed away about five years ago. Um, so he was, my father, a World War II vet, was stationed here in the States. He um, he was a, a mechanic on B-17 and B-29 uh, um, planes, uh, bombers. He would repair the engines on them. Uh, although I did have an uncle who was stationed with the Air Force in the UK during the war. Uh, did a number of bombing runs, but wouldn't talk much about it other than to say that uh, he was a gunner on a B-17 and did a number of, of raids into Europe, but that's all he will he would say at the time. Mm-hmm. So he, was a, um, he was a pilot? No, no, he was a gunner. So he'd be on one of the machine guns on a B-17 flying oh fortress. Goodness. So he was one of those people who would be shooting someone. Yes, oh. yes. Ooh. Oh dear me, oh God, I won't say any more then. <laughs> oh God, yeah, oh my goodness. And what was your dad? What was he? So he was, a, as I said, his specialty was repairing engines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would repair engines. He was part of the U- what we called at that time here in the States, United States Army Air Force. Um, and he would repair the engines on the B-17s and B-29 bombers. Oh, okay, that was the planes that 
you open you would press a button and then it would open and it would drop the bomb down is that right that's correct that's correct yeah the b-17s are what operated out of the uk with our uh eighth air force okay right yes oh. but the b-29s were in the pacific B-17, B-29. My goodness. Joseph, you've got to come on. So when is the best time for you to come on? Because... Um... Well, you do the show um, every Sunday morning, correct? That's right. Yeah, I could. this is a good time. I might be able to even do next Saturday, possibly. Okay. Um, you know, if, if you uh, uh, let me know, I can, I'll usually then block out the time. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, I'm committed to, to doing, you know, a, a podcast with you at such and such a time to come on and we can chat about right. so a is, variety of things. Is this a good time? This because I know this is night for me here and it's morning it's morning for you, is that right? No, no, it's the evening. Oh, it's, it's eight the evening. right now it's eight fifteen PM. Okay. But it's um what is it, two quarter after two okay. in the morning for, for you? For me it's what's that? It's one fifteen a.m. for me, which is one fifteen a.m. Okay. So is this fine for you? Eight fifteen in the yeah, 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 yeah. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Joseph. Can I please carry on with um, Red Hot Mama? I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll I'll listen in for a little while longer, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. I've got a couple of things I need to do before I go to sleep tonight. Thank you so much, Joseph. It's great. It's great speaking to you. So, and I am going to email you today. So, is it is it Sunday today for you, or is it still Saturday? It's still Saturday night. Oh, it's still Saturday, and it's Sunday here this morning. Okay, then. Thank you so much, Joseph. Right then, this one coming up now. It's called what's it called now? It's called Red Hot Mama. And it's by Sophie Tucker. Okay.
That was just Sophie Tucker called Red Hot Mama. Thank you so much. So many of you listeners listening to me here, Gina, coming to you from from Surrey in the UK. It's much appreciated from listeners from the UK, Europe, and abroad as well. So I am leaving you with Funfair, and I believe that is from the United States Army Old Guard Fife and Drums Corp. So thank you a great deal, and thank you, Joseph, and to so many of you listeners as well. My name is Gina, coming to you live here from Surrey in the UK, and again, I do hope to see you next time on Sunday Jazz. My pleasure always with so many of you. And Joseph, I do hope to be in touch with you. So thank you once again. And I am going to say I will leave you now with Funfair. <laughs>